0: a playoff game it's going to be like a playoff game minka fitzpatrick was saying this week and he had plenty of echoes around that locker room on the subject good morning to you good friday morning i'm dan kovachowicz of dk pittsburgh sports and this is daily shot of Steelers. it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Steelers versus Colts, 4.30 p.m. tomorrow in Indianapolis. I'll be heading out there tonight to get ready for the game. And I'll be doing so with, shall we say, modest expectations. Meaning not only of the performance to come, but also of the validity of this sentiment. I believe Minka... When he says it, Minka treats everything like that. This is one super serious dude, even aside from football. I believe Cam Hayward when he said it. I believe TJ Watt when he said it. What I don't believe, I'm open to having my mind changed, but right in the moment, what I don't believe is that this is some sort of universal come together moment for this group, some great big galvanizing event. Now, I've been in that locker room whenever the Steelers were really, really approaching something with that level of intensity, and this ain't it. Here again, I'm going to put the necessary asterisks on this stance and repeat that I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. The Steelers could come out with blood shooting from their eyeballs. They could run for 180 yards over the Indianapolis defense. They could corkscrew Gardner Minshew into the ground to the point that he becomes a permanent road marker at Lucas Oil Stadium. They could get 350 yards passing and four touchdowns out of Mitch Trubisky. And I'll wear all this egg all over my face. But I'm not here to pump them up, not here to pump you up, not here to share something that I don't genuinely feel. And when I'm talking to players and half of what they're doing is shaking their heads throughout whatever it is that they're saying. When there are still questions about really important players and their mindsets or their recent actions that would appear detrimental to the overall cause, that's not your on-ramp to being like a playoff game in terms of your mentality. It's just not. It, it doesn't go from zero to, I don't know, I was going to say 60, but in this case, it probably needs to be closer to 75. And what's more, and, and this, is, this is really the thing, When you're talking about fire and brimstone, when you're talking about energy and emotion, what you're really talking about in football is an aggressive defense, or in the case of the offense, a pounding, consistent running game. Well, on the defensive side, a lot of the snarl, a lot of the teeth have already been removed. With the loss of all these inside linebackers, it feels like nobody mentions anymore that Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander are out for the season. Those were big losses. And then to add on to that, the heavy workload that's been put onto Elandon Roberts and then Roberts being hurt himself. And I have no doubt he's playing through significant constraints with that groin. Who else on that defense? Anybody, anybody, even TJ, really, if you think about it, TJ is going after the quarterback. But who else on that defense is making impact plays physically, the kind that define you whenever it comes to this sort of stuff? Yeah, right. Nobody. Where are the big hits coming from? Not the secondary. I like a lot of what I've seen from Keanu Benton, but where's the company? Where's everybody else? Where will that come from? You can say you want it. You can feel it and blah, blah, blah. Who's going to actually execute it? Who in that group fits the bill? Go ahead and try to answer this question yourself. I don't know that there is one. And on the offensive side, I mean, we should begin and end the conversation by just dismissing the concept of consistency. Nobody, nobody has it. Other than Jalen Warren, I'll actually end it right there. The one guy that you can count on for a consistent level of effort slash production, meaning twinning them together. He's it. He's absolutely it. I do believe Broderick Jones can get there someday. There are a couple other candidates, but for right now, you're talking about one guy who, by the way, the Steelers utilize insanely as a backup running back. He's still number two in this hierarchy for whatever reason. So who's going to do this? Where's this big gutty NFL films theme music backed performance going to emanate from? Presuming they even want it. If, if you listen, I don't enjoy this. These, these shows. And this job in general are a whole lot more fun and a whole lot more fulfilling when the team is doing well. There are all kinds of upbeat stories. There are stories inside the stories. There's a little scoop that I can get you on how this play was made or that play, talking to the players or even just from studying film. And and it's cool. This isn't, this sucks. But if I don't try to tell you how I think it is right now, And if I'm not honest with you, why should you ever trust me, including when times are good? I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling what they're talking about. And on the contrary, when I looked at recent games that the Colts have played, and they're four and one in their last five, but they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They've gotten some stuff done. They've gotten some players to show legit improvement. They're Getting, I don't want to say they're getting straight line better week after week, but they're getting better than they were earlier in the season. There's some momentum there, and there's some foundation to that momentum. When I look at the the Titans the other night and the massive, historic comeback that they made, down 14 points with less than three minutes to go, and I look at Will Levis on the sideline going absolutely bananas in celebrating what he and the rest of the Tennessee players had just done. That's playoff-like. Go ahead. Go nuts. Prove everybody wrong out there when we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Helmsy, and it's a really good one. He asks, DK, why do the Steelers need the giant reset that you keep describing if Kenny Pickett turns out not to be the guy? I'm happy to concede that it's difficult to win a Super Bowl without elite quarterback play, but what does this team look like next year with just average production from the position? As down as many of us are with this team right now, the defense is still fantastic if they don't get nuked at inside linebacker, and there's talent on this team at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. A solid draft focused on the trenches and, of course, inside linebacker, and some hope that Corey Trice makes it back, not to mention an offensive coordinator that has a clue. That sounds like a playoff team to me. Yeah, it does, Helmsy. It sounds like a playoff team. It sounds like a team that gets to the playoffs and then loses by 30 to the Chiefs or whoever. I don't get excited about this scenario that you just. Now, as I'm fond of saying here, you also don't do this to generate excitement. You do this to generate wins and ultimately championships. Let the excitement follow from there. So one of the things that you'd have to overcome, and this, by the way, is the main reason that I'm always mentioning this giant reset, is that we've already seen now that this franchise, under this stewardship, really values the idea of getting the homegrown quarterback and keeping that quarterback for all eternity. It might be because the stewardship, meaning, of course, the Rooney family, goes back to the 70s and 80s and whatever, whenever there was a time that Terry Bradshaw needed to be replaced. Nobody really did that. It was a whole lot of Mark Malone and Neil O'Donnell and Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox and whatever else. And it wasn't until Ben Roethlisberger came along at Dan Rooney's behest that the team was able to break through and get back to winning a couple of Super Bowls. There were great defenses before Ben came along. Ben walked into a situation where the defense was out of this world, but I would argue that the defenses from the nineties were either just as good or possibly better. And they could run the ball and they had some wide receivers and it didn't matter because you didn't have that quarterback. So whether you or I would agree with this approach, the Rooney's own approach has been, let's find our guy and let's find him through the draft and make him a stealer and blah, blah, blah. Which is why not only they, but all of us were so stoked with Kenny Pickett being there to be drafted where he was. Because now the storybook could start anew. Here it is. We just went through our Malone, O'Donnell, Stewart time. We're now ready for the real phase. The real next championship phase of this franchise. And this this isn't it. That's not to give up on Kenny. He's played the equivalent of one full NFL season and change. I am of the mind that he deserves more than that before he gets written off. But I'm also of the mind that I wouldn't be offended if they went and drafted a quarterback, depending on the nature of the class, depending on the round, depending on their belief in a given individual. I wouldn't see that as a wasted pick. I wouldn't see that as a pick that's aimed at pushing Kenny or anything silly like that. I would just see it as expanding on the options. In the interim, you start Kenny at the beginning of the 2024 season, and you go from there. But I don't think they'll do that either. And that brings me back to my point that they would wait, watch how it goes with him. They still have Mitch signed for another year as backup, and then go about drafting the next potential savior and that's a long time and in that time you're going to see two of your top defensive players get older to the point of not necessarily being elite and that of course being T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and you're almost certainly going to see Cam Hayward out of the game by that time. So are you still talking about a You know, world class defense now that that's where this goes. That's where this goes. Listen, I'm heading to Dayton tonight, uh, staying in Dayton. That's why I mentioned Dayton and then to Indianapolis tomorrow. And we're going to do an extra edition of this show for Sunday morning. Following the game against the Colts, so you don't have to wait till next Monday to get your, you know, daily shot intravenous fix. We'll, we'll be here for you on Sunday morning. Thanks so much for listening.